Okay, it's about to get real. <laughs> we have a podcast for you today. Ooh. Okay, so today we know you've heard about body shaming and healthy at any size and love the skin you're in. And I don't even know what all the movements are. Love all the curves. Yeah. Um, and oh, and a real body. So don't forget about the real versus, I don't know, the real fake versus fake. Um, so we're going to talk about, we're going to speak all the truth about this whole concept, and we're going to give you pretty much everything we know and believe when it comes to your health um, today. We're going to talk about all the problems we think there are and mm -hmm. all of the very simple and easy solutions we think there are too. Yeah, and for us it seems very common sense. I guess that's some, something that's hard for um, when we have conversations with others that it's just not so clear. So we would love to just have a very clear, open, and honest conversation about your health, other people's health, and just what's going on in the industry today. Yep. You're listening to the Ideal Balance Podcast. I'm Shayna. And I'm Vanessa. We're bringing you coaching, strategies, and real talk on everything fitness, family, and finance. Yeah, we are. Let's do this. Okay, so we're going to start with talking about the problem. And this is kind of it might seem a little all over the place it's not it's not a research paper we have not like really diligently laid it out but we're going to try to be comprehensive as comprehensive as we know about what the real problems are so the beginning the, the the reason that we're talking about this is the state of our health in america mostly today um yeah. you know we're more sick than we've ever been we're more obese which is overweight we're more overweight and obese than we've ever been our lifespan has gotten shorter we're having way more trouble having children if we want to. Um, there's way more mental illness, right? So there's a lot. There's obviously a problem. Yeah. So this relates to the disease is not natural, right? So we always hear that people are on medication or they're on this or on that, or they're classified as having this type of disease. Um, and that's not a real, th I mean, that's not a natural thing. And so it's a very clear red flashing signs that there's something wrong, right? And so we just want to address that. Yeah, your your body's natural state is to be healthy and strong. And I think that- By itself. All, just regular. By itself. Just regular. <laughs> now it's like we've traded that reality where it seems like a lot of people believe the natural state is to be sick and, and frail or sick and diseased. Like that's just regular. That's normal. In and out of doctors all the time. And it's not. And on medication. Yeah. And yeah. But it's not. It's not how you're designed and it's not true- like scientifically, that's not how you're created for the most part. Obviously, some people do actually are born with unfortunate circumstances. Right. When there is a disease or something like that, your body is signaling, like she said, red flashing neon signs, all the things. Something is very wrong. Right. Yeah. So when we get to that point, it's bad. Okay. So another part of the problem, love them, is um, our medical system and the doctors that are inside of that medical system yes. so much. And I, we want to take a moment to say we are so thankful for them in times of need. Um, I remember people asking me like, oh, if my kids had an ear infection or if they had this wrong with them, did you take them to the doctors? I'm like, no, you don't understand. Unless they have a bone sticking out of their body, <laughs> they're not going to the doctors because we're going to find another way before they're, they're our last resort. But so please don't misunderstand what we're saying. But what we know is they are at best ill-informed. Mm -hmm. At worst, they're keeping us sick on purpose, you guys. They're in giving medication for them is incentivized. Like that's just think about who who funds them. I mean, we, we there's so much research, but just know that they are being funded by something bigger and better and 
way more mean um, and behind the scenes of what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, it might not be so there's so to, to take a step back, they're at best ill-informed, right? We know that the education system that they've gone through has been permeated by pharma and by all kinds of different places. And their curriculum has literally changed mm -hmm. from what they would have learned however many years ago. And now it's primarily diagnose and medicate. That's what they learn. So at best- And give a long-term medication plan. Right. It's like, right. how can we give you this medication and know that you're still going to be on it in 20 years? That's what they're trying to do. And there have been many right. doctors that have come out and said that this, this is what they're taught in school. Right. And then, so then, so, you know, maybe the doctors are just doing that because that's what they were taught. Someone along the line is doing it on purpose yes. because they, it's the bottom dollar and, uh, or the bottom line, you well, know, it's more money the in their pocket. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, so get it when, when she says giving medication is incentivized, it's incentivized all the way down. Um, it, it's just permeated the way that they do billing. It's everything. Yeah. It's all, it's from the, the education that they're going to get at, at high school all the way down to, um, to the actual practice of billing for these services. Right. So. Um, and the other part of the problem within that system is, you know, I just, I really, can we go back to the days where, you know, bedside manner and doctors would visit because, and they knew you and you would give them a chicken because that's how you could pay. I don't even know yeah. what it was. Like I may be making all of that up, but there was just such a quality care and they knew your story. And a holistic and, version. Right. And yeah. they, and they could, they could put things together. And now it's like, get you in, get you out. And you guys know this, you've been part of it. Um, you're, you've been there. Um, and so that sort of overall care and that quality of care is, is not incentivized anymore. Mm -mm. And, um, and we're going to talk deeply about nutrition in a minute, but in general, I, I like to say this story is right now, you know, if you hear a doctor and there's many of them coming out trying to, um, perpetuate or, or further the cause of eating and moving and doing regular things like that to improve your health, they're going to get laughed out of the room. And it reminds me of the story that our, our, our children learn in fifth grade, mm -hmm. which is about the history of medicine. And I, gosh, I should have looked his name up, but the doctor that invented hand-washing, right? They were working at a hospital and he noticed all the moms that were delivering babies were dying. So he did some research, which was like using his eyeballs mm -hmm. and saying, okay, so the doctors are going from, um, the morgue where all the people are dead for reasons, mm. Mm -mm. literally to deliver babies. And there's no stopping between death to life. <laughs> yes. And, um, and he was like, Hmm. And so he had the nurses do this and it kind of helped or something. I, I have to remember the story. I'm not in fifth grade. Um, anyway, and, and they realized if they washed their hands, that was the, that was going to help. And that was obviously going to make a big deal, but the doctors wouldn't do it because the blood and gore all over their uniforms was a sign of status or a badge of honor, I should yeah. say. And so he was laughed out of the room and people, we know now hand washing is like the number one oh thing for gosh. healthcare. It was not implemented until he was dead. Like so sad. He made a great discovery. Seems obvious to us, but it wasn't at the time, right? He made this great discovery, and it was not implemented because of the same thing that we're happening right. That's happening really right it's now. It's not the norm. It's not the norm. Status, um, money. I don't know. There's just so many things. There's so many barriers to just doing the obvious, right, true thing, and which is what we're going to talk about. Which is food, food and exercise are the and the regular regular life is the obvious solution. But yeah. anyway. So if y'all don't think that um, doctors are incentivized through medication or through the pharmaceutical companies or insurance companies, you are highly mistaken. I have a family member in Portugal who is a, who is a pharmaceutical rep over there. 
And um, I remember my grandfather has like, I think he has like eczema on his scalp, which uh, we can get into what causes that. However, over here in the States, the bottle of medication for him to take, so that is $100 a month, right? And again, they are trying to figure out how you can get on medication forever and stay that way. But so it's $100 for this bottle. Over there, cost him 25 cents. Mm-hmm. for the bottle. And we ha- he spoke to the pharmaceutical rep and he said, why is this such a difference? And he said, you don't understand the amount of money the pharmaceutical companies spend on their doctors, on big, important people that they take on cruise ships, they take here, they take there, they mm-hmm. pay for all this stuff to incentivize them to prescribe their medication. Therefore, because they do all that, they spend all that money, what has, where, who gets, who pays for all that? We do, Mm -hmm. the consumer through the charge of medications, right? Insurance, yeah. Right, and I'm not for medication. I'm just saying like, there is a huge incentive in the United Mm -hmm. States for medication and that's why we pay what we do um, and why the doctors push it so much. And we pay what we do is is not just because of that, because no one gets healthier on purpose. Right. So then we're all costing more money. And so, I mean, just think about, the more medication we've gotten, the more healthcare yeah. we've gotten, the more sick we've gotten. That just tells us everything we need to know. Yep. In business, there's this concept of the lifetime value of a customer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Guess what? It applies to the <laughs> so the health industry if you as well. it, like Vanessa said, if you get somebody on medication, and especially if it's one that they can take for the rest of their life, you have money for the rest of your life. Okay, or for the rest of that person's mm-hmm. life at least. Anyway, so it's just it's all very bad. It's fine. It's part of the problem. We're going to talk about the solution. Love everybody. So much love with all the things. So sorry. Okay. So now we're going to talk about another part of the problem, which is food choices. So if all of that wasn't enough, there's so much more we're up against. So much more we're up against. Vanessa and I were talking about this morning, like our parents, uh, okay, two generations, there was none of this. None of the choices of food that are in our, our, were available. Then our parents' generation had a little bit of it. But they didn't realize. And they didn't know any better. They didn't know any better. It was like the real beginning of super processed food, right? The health, the uh, low fat and all that kind of stuff just started. free yeah, packaged. All that. Yeah. yeah. So now we know better. But it's, we basically have, unless you're very intentional, you have zero food choice options. Most of what people are eating are food-like substances. Mm-hmm. And that's really gross. <laughs> yeah. And so when you think of what what does that mean, um, well, you have, let's look at oatmeal, right, versus still cut oats versus quick oats. Right. Like there is so many different versions of the oat that are in the store and deciding which one is better for you, right? The oatmeal, the oat, you know, it starts off. The oat. The oat. <laughs> It starts off as God's perfect nutrition, like plan for nutrition. It's so beautiful. There's carbohydrates and vitamins and, and minerals. Did a really good job. And it's like perfect the way it is. And that's how we're supposed to consume it. And then so when we're talking about food-like substances, this is the nicest example we're going to give you, right, is oatmeal. So we have steel-cut oats are the best example. Instead of, you know, it's not it's still processed, but it's the least processed, right? Literally all they do is cut that, that, um, that oat or whatever in – half and or whatever size yeah. and then you get it then you have the next option which are rolled oats which used to be i think like the most popular mm-hmm. right option um which means they flatten it and when they flatten it that means your body doesn't have to flatten it your body needs to be doing that part of the process right you're losing nutrition every step of this process um and and you're also losing what your body gets out of having to do its own processing okay and then so you have the rolled oats which like I don't even know if those are as common anymore. Now you have all those packages of instant. Oh my gosh. Okay. And so what is the difference with instants? Well, instant oats, they 
cook them. That's it. So first of all, they fl- they do that. They flatten them, they steam them, they cook them, and then they dry them out and give them back to you as if there's any yeah. remaining. And they grind them down. Right. And there's any remaining nutrition left for you to get in your body. Like there's not. It's all gone by then. It's all gone. And then, but you, because you're trying to be healthy, you're like, oh, I'll have oatmeal. Oatmeal is oh, a great this, option. I'm busy. Instant oats. See, I'm being so healthy. And you don't even know. Yeah. And and that's just, like I said, that's the nicest right. version. Well, <laughs> and we're also in a society where we want quick and easy and like fast, right. right? And so you see the instant oats or the quick oats, and you're like, that's what I want. It's still oatmeal, but it's the quick. Well, the problem with that, like Shana said, they have taken the oat and now grinded it in, like put it through a grinder in a machine. So that way, all you literally have to do is put water and it poofs up immediately. Mm-hmm. And so it's quick, but yeah. that's not, like she said, there is the, the amount of nutrients that is already gone. Right. Like, and it's then, been depleted. Yeah. And then what they do is they add a bunch of stuff, oh, right? Sugar. They add all the sugar and probably who knows what else they add. We don't even know. We should have, we should look at the ingredient list. But, and, and that has its whole, we'll talk about that in a minute. That has its whole nother problem. But the point is that is the nicest version of a food-like substance example that we can give you. There is soda. Like there's so many soda. I don't even know. Like what about, oh my gosh, even my dog. Listen, let me tell you when I took Odie to the vet, they try to give him a dog biscuit and he's like, what is that? Mm -hmm. And then they try to put, they try to give him, um, canned cheese, Ew. which let's be real. That's not cheese anyway. And he's like, what is that? My dog is a, a food. A I had no idea. And, um, and then they try to give him the cheese on the biscuit. And then he's like, none of this is real food. When I am getting spoiled, I get like a little po- fat from the pork chop or whatever. What is this that you're giving me anyway? So, um, it's just funny that those are yeah. food like substances, right? right? They're and not that, real. And the same example of that, if you stick fake food and real food on the ground and watch which one the ants Oh, that's such a fun. Yeah. Which, watch which one they will go after. They will never touch the fake processed food. They because won't. they will die. Yeah. And it's gross. <laughs> yeah. So. And so will you. It just takes longer. Yeah. Anyway, all, all everything in the store that doesn't look like it looks in nature mm-hmm. for the most part is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's anything that's processed, right? And it's all food-like substances. And we'll get into more of that here in a minute. Okay. So we're eating this food. And then obviously, like we talked about, there's all kinds of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. We don't know what all is in there. It's a lot of bad things. Let's just be honest. And then, but then again, there's chemicals and preservatives and other yeah. things that are helping to preserve all of that in your very own body. And um, not only is it helping you preserve fat in your body, it's helping you preserve those chemicals in your body mm-hmm. so that they can't, they just, cause fat cells are a great storage great storage. So all those toxins. They just get bigger and then they, cause they're just putting all the toxins inside of the fat cells. It's a fun, comfy home for toxins. That's great. No, it's not, but obviously. They're very happy in there. (laughs) You have to get them out. Oh my gosh. It's really hard. And it's also why losing weight can be its own thing because those toxins get really stupid. Anyway, the point is it's all gross. So don't eat it. Okay. Um, and so then what happens when we're eating all that processed food? Um, your body doesn't know what to do with it. Like, I love the, the idea that, that real food comes what I call like installation directions on it. Like the avocado yeah. that you eat, your body's like, oh, here are the instructions, right. how to use this, how to digest it. I know what exactly to get rid of. how to process right. it. Yeah. Um, and then processed food literally is the opposite. It creates like this, like if you can, I just imagine like the, the panic buttons being pushed and like red lights and sirens, like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? When you eat this process, that's what happens in your body. I am, I envision like the war, like the three, yeah. the movie 300, <laughs> like yeah. all these warriors are like geared up and ready to go. <laughs> and they're like, ah, trying to fight against all these, these chemicals and preservatives. Yeah. They have no idea. And again, your body is very smart. It's very intelligent. It's going to 
uh, try to find a way to figure it out, but it is not what it, what that process is doing to us and making us ill because they're never allowed to process it naturally. Right. It's just ruining our insides. Yeah, it is. There's so much science that's happening. Like Vanessa said, our, our bodies are amazing. Yeah. And there's a lot of beating up that we do to our bodies and it can withstand a lot. But there is, there is a load that we all hit and it will turn into disease and it will turn into problems, right? And the thing that happens with processed food, there's so many different things that happen, like what it does to your blood sugar levels, mm. what, but when you say fight, it always, like one of the things that I, am, I understand is your body knows how to process real food. When it's not real food, it cannot process it. So one part of what that looks like is it can't break down the cell small enough to pass through the intestinal walls, which is how nutrition gets right. where it's supposed to go. And how it all pulls. And yeah. Yeah. And so then if you think about that cell is too big to go against the intestinal wall. So it's just literally beating up against your intestinal walls. This is how we get leaky gut. This is how we get IBS. This is how we don't get nutrition where it needs to be. This is how you get inflammation. I mean, it's literally like beating up your yeah. intestines and, but why? Well, and, and have you ever wondered why they recommend people get colonoscopies at 40 years old? Like, but why? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm against it. My mom has a situation where she's got to go and get stuff done. But the but the real question is, but why? Yeah. What's and, the origin story of that? Right. Yeah. And so, and, you know, we really believe it's from 40 years of feeding your right. body crap and junk. And so, like, that's the time frame that they've decided, oh, that's as much as your body can handle. So you have to start getting it, getting it looked at so we can figure out what's wrong. But I mean, forming polyps and all this stuff in your insides and yeah. um, ulcers and all yeah. of that, like that all comes yep. from your food. Yep. Yep. It does. Um, okay. And then, so all of that, like Vanessa said, just, it's just every disease and problem and little issues and symptoms can almost always be traced back to at least and certainly not helped by what you're eating right. and how you're treating your body. Right. And, um, and then, you know, there's so many other effects from processed food, like because it's not real nutrition, your, your blood sugar, sugar levels spike. And then you're wondering why you can't concentrate. Now you, mm-hmm. now you, um, have adult ADHD or whatever, which maybe you do, I don't know, but whatever. I'm just saying there's so many like, and then, and then food can affect your mental health, not oh just gosh. with your focus, but yeah. in general, you know, just, it just changes. It affects your anxiety, yeah. your yeah. depression, yeah. um, your work ethic. It, your, yeah. like she said, your attention, your desire to want to have sex with your spouse, yeah. your desire for your, your patience with your kids, your yeah. patients at work, your relationships. Like mm-hmm. there's so many things involved with your food choices, but mm-hmm. people have this idea that it's got to be more complicated than that. It's too complicated to handle. So I have to go see somebody and be put on medication. It can't be as simple as just eating better. Or as hard because obviously that's much harder than medicating, right? Right. And just having an excuse and have somebody pat you on the back and say, it's not your fault. Well, no, it it may be your fault. Sorry. I love you. Okay. Um, And then, so, you know, the processed food, like she said, you know, there's so many things going on. It also messes with your brain and your gut. We talked about that a little bit. Um, You know, the way that your, the way insulin and hunger and leptin and all your hormones and all of these things happen is all short story messed up by anything's processed because it's treating it as sugar and it all messes it all up. We talked about the intestinal wall. Um, You know, there, there's the food, the food that you eat leads to the bacteria that grows in your gut, right? So you can have good bacteria doing good things for you or bad bacteria. And the same thing goes for your, so the gut can, 
the gut is telling you what to eat. You can change that with better food choices, but then also you get the brain problems from processed food, which is that urge reward cycle with the dopamine. And it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like a drug junk and yeah. I'm excited. And, and then I, I get, I want to feed it junk again. So I do. And, and like this urge reward cycle and it happened, it's a chemical thing in your brain that you're reinforcing all of that, your gut, your taste buds, your brain, everything can be reset. It takes discipline and hard work, but it, but the processed food is what is mm-hmm. feeding that whole cycle yeah. to make you keep doing it over and over again. We actually heard recently that, um, processed food companies have teams on staff, scientists on staff, oh, yeah, for sure. where they um, are trying to figure out the amount, the amount and types of chemicals to put in their food for for you to literally not feel full, mm-hmm. so you keep wanting more, and for you to become addicted to their their product, right? Mm-hmm. So, I these people who are naive, we love you. If you're thinking, oh, that is not the case, they that they would never do that. No, they are absolutely doing mm-hmm. that because, like Shana said at the beginning, it is about their bottom line. They yeah. do not care about our health. They don't. They want to know how much money are you going to bring in, how much money long term th- for the life um, of their product. Are you? How many times are you going to buy it? Right. And and stay a customer of theirs. And well, so, I mean, and they even like the process for this is so gross. Like they they measure how the food sits in your yep. mouth and your tongue and, and, the, w- and which long, taste buds it yep. hits and it's just, they're all, it's all engineered to get you to eat more junk. Yep. Okay. So you got it. You just have to know that that's part of the problem. Oh, and if that wasn't all bad enough, everybody is lying to you, which we've kind of alluded to <laughs> and that's so bad, but it's true. And just quickly, literally everybody is lying. Oh, okay. That's the worst thing. Either they're lying. I guess the best thing is they're misinformed. Best case scenario, they're all misinformed, but really, but are they misinforming us on purpose? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like I, so that is the government. Please don't believe anything the government's telling you about food. We don't believe them. Look at them. That's Are not they their healthy? Job. Do they do they look like that's models not of health? Their real house. And also they have they have their own incentives as well. How about schools? What is your school telling your child? What are they feeding your child? What do they wish that your child was eating? Love them as well. Not sure that they're being honest or that they even know. Do they have your child's uh, best interests at heart? Or do they have like the cheapest lunch option at heart? (laughs) That that's it right there. Right. (laughs) And I was a teacher for five years and they, their snack line is awful. Their pizza is awful. The, what they served in the lunch night was, it was just terrible all around. And And so no, the answer is no, they don't. And that all comes back to, they are getting um, funded. They're getting funded and also like the the company the soda companies are are vying mm-hmm. for the spots in those vending machines at those schools to get them hooked early yep. and it's just, at a young age and it's not water <laughs> it's not they're not it's not vitamin companies that that are in there and there's a reason okay so um anyway and then obviously everything marketing happening to you is is marketing to you not for your best interest but whatever the product is that's being marketed for their best interest just know that they're there's just a lot of lying going on. Yeah, and I forget the percentage of, I think it's over 50% of the marketing um, on television nowadays is from pharmaceutical companies. So when you think yeah. of every other commercial that you see has to do with some type of drug. Or like, food. It's like food, yes. drug, food, drug. That's, Those are the ones. <laughs> that's, not, that's not done by accident. No. That is very strategically planned. And I even remember, we don't have television, but I remember um, having, we were over someone's house and my kids were watching a show. We were on vacation and every commercial for a children's show was about depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and all this. And I'm like, 
why are these commercials coming on for a children's program? It was the most bizarre thing, but I started thinking about it. It's like, oh, well, because if the child is watching it, who's probably watching it with them? The parents. And if it's a, if it's a child that can kind of understand what this means, then maybe they're going to get hooked on and ask questions and blah, blah. So anyways, there's just, it's just awful. Yeah. Well, and, and to the, the larger point about that is pharma is funding the research. Mm-hmm. Pharma is funding the schools, the curriculum. Um, pharma is funding the government, lobbying, campaign finance. Pharma is funding the news and all the TV stations. Okay, well, so yeah. what do you think? Right, <laughs> and and the funniest thing for me is when um, pharma and Coke and all these other huge companies are funding like healthy children's days or the olympics or like football like i'm sorry how many football players do you think actually eat bad (laughs) in order to do what they do they have to have a prestige eating habit right they have to 100 percent be in their best they're not eating all that junk do you think tom brady eats all that junk well he's he's his own he's his own he's in his own universe (laughs) but um but yeah definitely so the point and then obviously the news, you know, one of the biggest examples of this is, you know, COVID. It's very, it was very obvious. Immediate. It's always obvious. If you are overweight or sick or or eating poorly, yeah. any disease is going to be worse for you yeah. because your body is already taxed. It doesn't matter what it is. Obvious. The science obviously showed that that was true with COVID. Nobody told you the nope, news. The news. The schools. The um, government. Nobody told you that. So why is that? It's just at best yeah and at worst yeah and one thing we want to remind you is like when you're eating bad like we said before your body is constantly fighting it's fighting in fight mode all the time so it can't ever get out of that if you consistently put in bad food so like shana said if it's already fighting 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 and then you all of a sudden get sick guess what yeah you're you have no more you have no more army (laughs) like they're done i mean when you ingest sugar your immune system basically shuts down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a doctor and I'm obviously not an expert, but it shuts down for like an hour. If you think about that. So I used to coach people. I'm like, well, how long do you not want your immune system? When they're like, well, can I have a soda? Well, I mean, how how, mon- how many hours of the day do you not need your immune system? Like, it seems silly, but that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. It's shut- And that's just one part. Like, that's just sugar. And that's just the initial, like the amount of bad things. And, and, and so your body, like Vanessa said, your body is just too taxed trying to deal with being overweight and everything and all the bad food constantly every time you put bad food in it's like poisoning your body and it has to deal with it and has to deal with it and has to deal with it It doesn't have time to deal with disease yeah right so anyway okay the last part of the problem is that we are now valuing people's feelings over facts as a society sometimes that's like not that big a deal no when it's when it's your health like come on people come on yeah um it people are saying well it's mean it's mean to talk about people being overweight and and their their food choices and you shouldn't say things like that we understand there's a certain way on how things Mm -hmm. should be introduced but the bottom line is is your body was not made to be overweight Mm -hmm. that's not how it was was created and it is okay for people like us and others who are trying to say no, you, if you ate well, if you just ate what you were supposed to eat, every, we understand that everyone's bodies would still look yeah. different, but in a healthier state, yeah. right? Yeah, it has nothing to do with like, and we, we have to tell our clients this all the time because, but you know, usually they're body shaming themselves, right? right. How you look has nothing to do with the, 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 
your character or who you are, your value as a human, none of that. But there are facts and we believe you obviously are going to be healthier if you eat real food, lose weight and are at your best, you know, your best natural state. You're, you're going to be happier. You're going to be healthier. Like your life is going to improve. That's just true. And people, more people need to say it. Yeah. They don't want to face it. It's like this. We don't talk about it. We don't get on the scale. We don't tell the doc. We don't no longer have to tell the doctor how much we weigh when we go to do. As if that doesn't matter for right. science. Right. <laughs> We're just going to do all of this and pretend like yeah. that doesn't, that isn't a thing when it actually is a thing and you need to focus on it. Yep. All right. So that is um, ki- kind of depressingly all of the problems, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. We have good news. We have solutions. Yes. We will have some solutions. We do. Um, stay tuned for our, our tune into our second podcast when we ha- we have all the good news for you. <laughs> hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy one-on-one coaching. That's where we go deeper into this material, take it to the next level, and apply it to your daily life. Just head on over to myidealbalance.com and click on the Get Started button now. And by the way, if you did really like this podcast, would you mind sharing it with someone who might also enjoy it? You can send over a screenshot or you can send the link in any way or you can even put it on social media. We would be so grateful. Love you. Bye. Talk soon.